0: Hi, this is Jordan Moreno, and this is The Valley Now, your weekly feel-good hour where we lift each other up with the stories of good people doing good things in your neighborhood. Every week, we'll be talking with community leaders who have a unique passion for our thriving city and those that make The Valley such a special place to live. Get ready to be inspired by the work they're doing, whether it's mentoring our youth, providing a platform for those without one, or just driving those worthy charitable causes. Listen in on the conversations and join us in raising. Raising our community. This is our time to shine, and this is The Valley Now. Welcome to The Valley Now, your weekly download on all things community. My name is Jordan Moreno, and Phoenix right now is. Pretty much synonymous with events. We've got the beautiful weather, everything is just perfect for events. But a lot of these events you might not know are actually nonprofit events too. So I am joined today by a man whose car knowledge blew me away the first time that we chatted, Chuck Stanford, co-founder and co-director of the Arizona Concorde Elegance. Chuck, it's nice to see you again.
1: Well, it's great to be here, Jordan. Thank you for having me.
0: This is something that it's everyday knowledge to you, but kind of catch us up to speed for those that might not know much about a concours event or even what it means. Uh, It's French, so you'll have to translate for us. But what all does this entail? And how, if you could give a little bit of history, too, on how this concours came to be.
1: A concours d'elegance is French for a contest of elegance. The first Concord that we know of was back in 1929 in Europe, and when cars started becoming really elegant and taking on um, a lot of coach work, uh, a lot of um, class for the upper classes, they would get together on weekends and show off their newest cars, and they would call it a contest of elegance, and they would award prizes to each other. And, but in America, a de d'Elegance is a, a meeting of cars by typically enthusiastic collectors, and devotees of a particular mark, and they bring their cars, they uh, polish them up, and they are judged, uh, sometimes in in a very excruciating way. Uh, (laughs) It's very personal too. Well, it's very personal because the owners of these cars are immensely um, invested in these cars, not just in money, but emotionally. Many of these cars have terrific stories. Many of these cars have been in families for many years. They've been Restored, They've been lovingly taken care of. They're in in great shape. So when we are able to accumulate a great number of these things and put them on display and have judges there to hold the owners accountable for the work they've done and to measure their success in getting back to the originality of the car, the condition of the car the uh, cleanliness and then there's always the judgmental part of just the panache mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know uh, what what is the emotion what is the beauty of the car that moves you
0: mm-hmm. yes yeah, so this is beyond a car it's beyond a hobby these are family heirlooms
1: in many cases they are some of the stories are really terrific we have a car in town that's going to be in our Concours this year, and it was in a family for 55 years. The fellow that brought it out, it had been his dad's car for many years, and his dad was getting up in age, and he wanted to uh, restore the car before his dad passed. And he did. He got a a great restoration done, brought it to our Concours in 2014, walked his dad up to the car, and uh, his dad was... Very emotional, very moved by the fact that they had restored the car back to what he might have remembered a very long time ago. Mm -hmm. The best part of the story is that the car won an award and everybody went home really happy.
0: Right. There's a lot of emotion in that. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's, it's family. It's treasure and, and kind of the legacy of those that might be getting older.
1: Particularly when a car has been in a family that long. There are stories like, gee, my daughter got married in the car.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Nowadays, it's um, I went to a prom in this car a long time ago. Right. You know, and some cars are, are kept around that way. Some stories. cars are very emotional to people. Mm -hmm. The Concours brings together all kinds of people. There are lots of concours in America, and the Arizona region has got an unbelievable car culture. And if you've been here uh, in the Valley long enough to know, January is Arizona Classic Car Month. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are auctions, there are shows, there are all kinds of things in the month of January. And people come from other states and other countries to come to Arizona to go to the auctions, including Barrett-Jackson, RM, and we hear about all of those big auctions. But it's the perfect time to put together a Concours. And uh, for years, car collector community has talked about, geez, why don't we have a Concour in America? And in 2013, uh, my partner and I, Ed Winkler and, and myself and another friend got together and started it up. And uh, we did four years at the Arizona Biltmore and it was an amazing show. I think many of the people we talked to will remember the Arizona Concour at the Arizona Biltmore. And they'll say, oh, my God, that was you're doing that again. That's great. We did four years at the Biltmore, and then the hotel was sold, and the new, the new owners decided they wanted um, restaurants and swimming pools more than they wanted a big grass area, right. and that's where we like to put a concours. Mm-hmm. Most concours are held on golf courses, and um, we are fortunate enough in Phoenix to have had a wonderful place at the Arizona Biltmore with all the internal lawns and gardens to place about 90 cars around in there and it was a a beautiful setting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then COVID hit us and the hotel was gone so we took a couple years and had to look for a new place, a new home and we found uh, the Scottsdale Civic Center and we are thrilled to be moving into the Scottsdale Civic Center with the first Arizona Concourse that will be in that property and that's going to be just next week, January 22nd
0: which is beautiful that that whole area is totally remodeled it's been redone and it's beautiful but tell me about the importance of the grass because last time we chatted you told you were telling me about the way that the cars are brought in and the importance of this grass you did your homework to find the best grass in scottsdale <laughs>
1: <laughs> well a is meant to be on grass it's a beautiful garden party that features classic cars mm-hmm. certainly you can put a concourse on a golf course but to have a field of beautiful grass that's like being on the fairway, golf course guys are not car guys, and uh, yeah. they don't understand the idea of putting cars on the grass. And they're worried about it, as rightfully they should be. Arizona's mm-hmm. a big golf state too. right? And so uh, January's a fabulous time with tourists in town. All the golf courses are at peak capacity. And so that becomes a hard match for us. Mm-hmm. The Scottsdale Civic Center was a natural choice. The large expanse of grass, the particular attention that they pay to it to keep it in top shape. And now, having just spent $35 million on a beautiful renovation of that Scottsdale Mall area, it's going to be a, a, um, a fantastic place for a concourse with the grass and stages and areas to walk around and to be able to move the cars around in the park and get them back and forth to the stages. Yes, we're particular about our grass, and (laughs) and that's that's a pretty fantastic place to be able to call home.
0: Right, and tell us about what that day looks like. It's on January 22nd.
1: It's Sunday, January 22nd. Um, The cars will arrive from out of town. I believe we have cars this year from about, I'll say, 20 states. Okay. Many of the cars are local. We are blessed to have amazing local collections Mm -hmm. and some very generous uh, local collectors who offer us opportunity to come to their collections and pick out cars that will fit our theme. And so uh, we have a lot of uh, some cars locally, but we have cars from 15 states. Those cars will arrive on Friday, Saturday, and they'll be staged in in a garage. Bright and early Sunday morning, we will come out of the uh, parking garage where they've been secured and we will do a little motorcade over to the grass. And it's a fascinating thing to watch all the cars come in and be put into their locations. Mm -hmm. And what are those early birds called? What did you call them? We call, it's our Dawn Patrol. Dawn Patrol. It's our Dawn Patrol. Those are the people that will come out and try to get a look at the cars and um, how they've been separated by classes and put in a somewhat artistic setting Mm -hmm. by about uh, nine o'clock in the morning, the gates will open. Visitors are able to come in and tour the cars all day. They will be judged by a team of judges that come from around the world. The judges are experts in particular marks or particular types of cars. Some are are, uh, brass cars. Some are um, very modern cars. And uh, they'll judge the cars and Around uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, we'll have our awards ceremony where we will award um, best-in-class trophies to the winners of those cars that were judged best in their class. Then the judges go back and take a look at all the class winners, and they pick a best-of-show.
0: What I thought was so interesting was that the selection of judges and that process of selecting judges is just as important as the
1: process of selecting cars well it is because the the judges have to know almost as much as the owner does about his particular car mm-hmm. and an owner won't bring a car out to a show an owner doesn't want to bring a car out and subject it to rookie judges mm-hmm. if an owner is bringing a car that's going to be judged and nit- and nitpicked it better be by somebody who really knows the car and knows what they're talking about right so we will have a basic core of judges who are i'll say generalists but then what we call the chief class judge there are three judges per team Mm -hmm. and uh, the chief class judge is a guy who is extremely knowledgeable of that particular era or that particular mark sometimes a class will be split by a featured mark if we were featuring um, uh, mercedes-benz for instance we would have an expert on mercedes-benz as the top of the mark and the other two judges would be experts of that period so they would know if you're doing 30s cars, 40s cars, 70s cars, experts at that, er- at that era mm-hmm. to know, uh, yes, that's correct, or no, those, those aren't the type of seat covers they would have had that year.
0: Yeah, just the details, are, they blew me away. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wait, there's someone that,
1: this, this is a very
0: prized uh, career, would you it, call it a career?
1: I well, mean it's beyond a hobby. It can be a career. It's it's more there are a lot of people that make a living at it. Mm-hmm. There are others that do do it for the fun of it, for the love of it, for the love of the hobby. Mm-hmm. And um uh Putting, bringing them all together is a beautiful thing because it's it's um, it doesn't matter what people do in real life. You bring a bunch of car guys together and- uh, They're just car guys? And, and, and they're just car guys. Yeah. And uh, they can nitpick some pretty extraordinary things. I mean, they'll talk about whether it should be a Phillips head screw or a straight head screw in that, well, you know- some I'm of getting those, alive out there. Some of those get a little crazy. But you have the opportunity to learn so much more about your car because you have such knowledgeable people coming and looking at it. Mm -hmm. As a judge myself, I find that owners just want to learn more about their car. Mm -hmm. And they want to learn more about the history of the car, where it came from, what makes it different, what was the designer thinking when they came up with this kind of thing. And some cars become so extraordinarily personal that you start to learn things about the person, the original owner of the car, and why he did it to make it that way. What did he and the designer have in mind when they came up with this car?
0: Right. You mentioned that a lot of the cars are one of a kind.
1: A lot of cars are one of a kind. We have at least um, we have at least three cars this year that are one of one of one. A Bugatti, for instance, that back in the day when cars were extraordinarily customized, mm-hmm. where an owner works with the designer and says, I really love this car. I love these lines. Let's build something like this. And there was a lot of custom bodywork that was built in in the old days. In the 20s and 30s, it was not unusual to buy a car chassis, to buy the engine and the chassis, and take it to a bodybuilder, someone that's called a carrosserie or a carzaria, depending on on your your language, but the bodybuilder who built a custom body for that car. Okay. It wasn't unusual in the in the old days for very wealthy people to have a winter body and a summer body. Really, and they would they would take the body off the car in the winter and put a roadster body on it for the summer, and then come winter again they'd take the roadster body off and put the town car or the sedan body oh back on. Goodness,
0: it. what a life of luxury! <laughs>
1: Pretty amazing. And to look at some of these cars from uh, the Art Deco era and see the design that's in the furnishings of the car, Mm -hmm. the woodwork that's in the car, the upholstery and the design and all that that was period correct at the time, and think that it was all done by craftsmen and by hand and not by machines. Right. Laser laser cutting and...
0: Completely different. way we
1: see it today. Completely
0: different experience. How did you first get into this? What piqued your interest?
1: I've enjoyed cars my whole life. As a kid, I I just... I like built model cars like most kids that Mm -hmm. uh, just got into... Just really enjoyed cars. I grew up in in, um, upstate New York, and there wasn't a great car culture there because the weather makes... You know, keeps it down. Right. You couldn't own fancy collector cars, but when I came to Arizona and started going to auctions and started going to some of the shows out here, I thought, boy, this is is really cool. And you start to appreciate, in the older cars, the design and the engineering that went into them. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where we come back around to the Concours. A Concours is a celebration of the engineering, the design, and the time that these cars were built and that these cars have been restored back to we able to um, celebrate the the intense thought and and creativity that went into building these things, mm-hmm. and to see it re- to see a car restored back to that is pretty cool.
0: It is, and beyond the cars, there's another layer to it. Who benefits from the Arizona Concours?
1: In moving to Scottsdale, we teamed up with Scottsdale Arts, which is the section of the city, the part of the city of Scottsdale that is responsible for the Scottsdale Theater, the Scottsdale Center for the Arts, the Scottsdale Center for Contemporary Art, and all of the festivals and art projects that go on in the city. And they control the uh, uh, Scottsdale Mall because festivals like the um, uh, Scottsdale Culinary Festival and the Scottsdale um, uh Um, art festival happen in that space and so they control that Mm -hmm. well they were very excited to have our project come on because they view the cars as rolling art and it's um, what we call a curated selection of cars we've had this year 160 cars apply for 90 spots and so we've had to turn away some really amazing cars But that leaves us with 90 absolutely stunning cars. Cream of the crop right there. Cream of the crop. <laughs> and to have them out in the grass at Scottsdale Arts, they are thrilled with the way the project has come together. Scottsdale Arts will benefit as our partner and uh, profits. Will support local artists and local cultural programs.
0: Wonderful. And are you a nonprofit yourself?
1: We are. We are a nonprofit ourselves. The Arizona Concourse is a 501c3, so all uh, contributions and admissions to tickets that are purchased are all tax deductible. And because we don't make a dime off of this, our team, our committee is um, about uh, 20. We have a committee of about 20 very devoted car enthusiasts who are. Uh, working very hard to put this event together and have it come out in a way that is going to really bring some attraction to Scottsdale, bring some benefit to the city, to Scottsdale Arts, and of course to the Arizona Concourse.
0: And what is your why? That's a lot of work to put in day in and day out in this committee of 20. Why do you produce such an event? What keeps you guys going?
1: Just a passion to want to do it. I think we all believe that Arizona needs to have a Concourse. A couple of us are retired and have time to do things like that, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So it's it allows us more time. Uh, it allows us s- something really productive to do that's giving back to the community. It's a way of giving back in a way that is... Um, it feeds our, our own desire to be involved in the car community, but it's giving back to the community by giving them a collection and a display of cars that they will never see anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I promise you, people will see cars in this display that they never knew existed. Oh, uh, I'm sure. Some of them were design studies. Some of them were concept cars. Uh, some of them are just cars from a bygone era. Mm-hmm. But in all ways, they are um, exciting to look at. They're beautiful and um, uh, people will, will walk away with it having a, had a very pleasant day.
0: Good. And if someone's listening and thinking, well, I'd like to go, you know, maybe I'm too novice, who can attend something like this? Is this for everyone to come uh, out? Or? This is
1: for everyone to come out. It's a, um, The Scottsdale Civic Center is a, is a public property. You can come out and see it. You do buy tickets. Okay. Um, th- <laughs> there is a ticket to the Arizona Concourse, and you get it by going to com. Or they can go in through the Scottsdale Center for the Arts or ScottsdaleArts.org.
0: And is the Dawn Patrol
1: ticket still an option? Dawn Patrol tickets are sold out.
0: And if someone would like to follow along kind of throughout the year, this is the only event each year, right, for the Arizona Concourse?
1: It's an annual event. It's normally held on the Sunday that kicks off what we like to call Arizona Classic Car Week. There are lots of auctions going on that week. It's a, a jam-packed week full of car events. There are visitors that come in from all over the country uh, to come to Barrett Jackson, and while they're here, they'll attend the Concours. Okay. And there are people that come in for the Concours, and while they're here, they'll go to Barrett Jackson. Perfect. Part of our goal is to increase tourism and increase the uh, visitor count that comes through Scottsdale in January some people will say we don't need any more people here in January but <laughs> yeah. it's a great it's opportunity it's a perfect time It's perfect time of year it's such a great opportunity to see um, uh, to see some uh, beautiful cars if you're a car person you need to be there this year our theme for the Arizona Concours is the art of aerodynamics and it seemed like a natural fit with Scottsdale Arts being uh, our partner and they were very receptive to the idea we chose the art of aerodynamics because in the development of aerodynamics over the last hundred years cars have become much more streamlined Mm -hmm. and along the way there have been some extraordinary um, designs of aerodynamic cars uh, very swoopy some found their way to the street Mm -hmm. and some found their way just as design studies where they created a car to study the effect of aerodynamics on car design Uh, One of our cars in particular is an 1853 Alfa Romeo. Um, It's called the Bat 5. Bat is an abbreviation for the Italian description of the car, but it was a design study by the Italian design house Bertone, and uh, Bertone designed the car on a stock Alfa chassis to be a study of where they thought the car would go, and it became a study of uh, spaceships. Uh, oh, 50s okay. was a 50s was a very uh, spaceship kind of an era, um, America and the world had a fascination with uh, the space race, and so this car looks like a, can look like a rocket ship.
0: Very cool, very reflective of the times.
1: It is, and uh, it was. This particular car is our, one of our one of ones, okay. and it's actually one of a series of three cars that were built over a period of years uh, for the same purpose. And people will look at this and say, wow, clearly a wow car.
0: And do you see that some of the, the attendees or those that have their cars have made it and they're part of the concours, do they remain friends? You know, Is this a circuit that they would see one another again at another concours or they look forward to meeting up again next year?
1: Yes, um, the car community is very tight. It doesn't matter what you do in real life as a car guy. Mm-hmm. You're you're on the weekends. You're hanging out at Concours or you're hanging out at some other car event. Uh, we have made friends um, over the years at Concours or through car club events. Uh, made friends that are that have been with us for for 30 years. Uh, we run into Concours people all over. If you're going to a Concours in Florida, if you're going to a Concours in Rhode Island. Uh, San Diego, you run into some of the same people. And for some owners, it's a very big thing to take their collection around to different places. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they win in California. Well, they want to win in Arizona. They want to win in uh, in Connecticut. They want to win in Florida. Right.
0: All over the place. Why all not? All over. Why not? Perfect. Well, Chuck Stanford, Arizona Concours d'Elegance. Thank you so much for being here and best of luck next weekend.
1: Thanks so much, Jordan. I appreciate it.
0: All right. I want to give a very special thank you to my guests today. And I want to thank you for being a part of the program and making our community an amazing place, not just to live and to work, but most importantly, to play. You can hear The Valley Now on the radio with audio on demand on radio station websites and the Odyssey app. My name is Jordan Moreno. Shine your light, share your love and join us again next week right here on The Valley Now.